Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. Okay, so we're going to have a few of the youth share their testimonies of um, what God has done in their lives at youth. And if you're scared and you want to share, I encourage you to share. You can bring a friend up with you. You can bring your friend or I'll sit up here with you. So first, Josh has requested to go first. This is Mr. Josh Webb. Come on up. First of all, I'm scared to be up here because I have stage fright. Um, what year was it? Uh, I think it was the, the first year I was in Daniel Sydney's alpha uh, little alpha thing. Okay, um, it was 2020, not 2019. Um, I didn't understand a few of the things in alpha, so I called Daniel and Sydney, and I was like, "What does so and so mean?" Because I forget. And I was like, after all the conversation, I was like, "Oh, I just wish that." God would just give me a sign I was real. And then I hung up the phone. Both iPads were off. My headphones were off. And I had the lowest volume possible. And then I hang up the phone, and as I push the button, from downstairs where I left my headphones, I could hear music playing in them. So I ran down, and I t- turned down the headphones, and I put them on. And in my basement, I have a wooden hockey rink. So I was playing, and as I was playing, I found myself crying because the things playing in the headphones, it was just a giant playlist of things that were reassuring me of God's love, all songs of that. And the second thing that I wanted to share was... um. I memorized this verse because which kind of sums up what Daniel and Sydney's youth group kind of teaches us. It's Proverbs 9.10. I memorized it and I'm starting to forget it because I'm in person now. Um, No. I memorized it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One, a.k.a. God, is understanding. So when, you f- when I first come here, came here, um, I had like a little small fear of God. And Daniel and Sidney fed the flame as it went on. And as I went on, had more and more fear of, of God and... It's just, as time went on, I kind of got more wisdom. Not at the wisdom part yet. (laughs) Um, And then the, they just, they're so passionate about God and how he works in weird ways. So as time goes on, I can realize that all these youth that is here today and all the youth that go to our youth group they're all growing in understanding and wisdom especially like all uh, our LITs which is leaders in training and sub leaders in training 
I can just see that they're as they move along, they're having lots of wisdom and they're helping the youth so much. And they have just such understanding of God and the Bible. They just, one youth night, <laughs> Um, I forget which one of them it was, but they whipped up this uh, Bible verse, and it went exactly with what I was feeling that night, and that really helped me that time. And as a final thing, Naomi, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Like lots of people, I don't like speaking. <laughs> oh no, I won't. <laughs> so I have switched from youth groups a lot. Like it was this constant like flip. So I'd be at one and then the next day I'd be at another. So I've never really had a youth group where I felt comfortable, but um, I've had some great family friends. You know who you are. Um, they invited me to YD Youth, and it was like this welcoming place. Like I remember Sydney and Daniel, Daniel were like, hey, yeah, like, hi, welcome. And like everyone was so nice, and it wasn't like somewhere where you had to be like quieter. It was just like you can speak and be yourself. It was just amazing. And then I wasn't there for long until the pandemic hit, so... It was like maybe like five months I was there and then we were online and we did these alpha videos. And these videos, they just were all about what you can do to help your faith and like get closer with God. And so I did a lot of the things. I started reading my Bible at night. I started praying at night too and all this stuff just opened up a door and instead of feeling far from God, I felt closer to God. So it's like something just kind of lassoed you and was like, here you come, you're here now. <laughs> and so seeing this, I've seen so many things. Like one of my friends, my friends who will know this from youth, I have a friend, her broken leg was healed at our youth group. Yeah, kind of sounds a bit crazy, but I don't lie. <laughs> yeah, you were there. It was like just so cool because you're like, wow, that really just happened. And you can't exactly process it, but it's just so cool to see that. And then at times you wonder like, why don't these things happen to me? Like I have had this cut and like I want to get rid of it. Like, or my cat scratched me, you know? And you want that to go away and you're just like, so why does someone else's leg get healed, but my cut doesn't? But it's just all, it all happens slowly. And I find the youth group just kind of helps you show that it's not all this like, oh, this happens right now. But like for me coming into my faith, like I said, it took me time, but it's just amazing. <laughs> and now we all have this home and I hope lots of people can come to the youth group like I've invited some of my friends 
and they've came and they've just seen this like tiny fraction of the power of what God can really do. So it's just incredible what to see. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I think we have uh, Naya in the back there who's going to come and share as well with us. Huh? Oh, we'll talk about it later. All right, give it up for Naya, guys. She's coming up to share. And Kai. I love the sweaters. All your support. I love the sweaters. I actually want one, so. This is my emotional support I need. <laughs> um, I was also invited um, to the youth group by, this, by Rachel. No. <laughs> And I am also incredibly um, scared of talking in front of people. Um, <laughs> um, so when I came to youth, I didn't really see any change at first. But then a little while after I started coming, I would go to school. And I wouldn't just see people for their day-to-day -day selves. I would look at them, and I'd see who they are now, and I'd also see how important they were to God and who he wanted them to be. I'd see uh, someone who was depressed and how much he loved God, even though he was going through a hard time. Or I'd see my other friend who was always bullied, and I saw how God would, she relied on God for strength. And I saw, I just basically begin, began to realize how much youth changed. I would, when I came to youth, and still it still happens, it's a very easy place to be able to meet God and not feel judged or anything. It's a very easy place to see him and to feel him around you. Oh, come on. There we go. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome, guys. Give it up for everyone that just shared. That was incredible. That was incredible. Um, and if there's any other youth that you'd want to share at some point tonight, I'll give you the opportunity to do that. It'd be awesome. Um, but, man, God is just, he's so good. What we've seen him do from the beginning, like, we just literally took a step of faith, just being like, all right, God, we really felt this in our hearts, and we just, we want to see a generation set on fire for God. We, we really, really do. For those of you who don't know, I myself got saved at 16 years old, um, and, and for me, like, I grew up in a household where, like, Jesus was spoken of, but it never really became real to me, and so I just, and I was hurt by a lot of things. I was hurt by my dad, who did a lot, who abused me in many ways. I was hurt by, just by so many things that were happening in life. And when I remember going to youth group for the first time, and I had, and it was a friend that invited me, and I just expected it to be like anywhere else that I went. But I saw youth that were really, really passionate and on fire for God. And it did something in my heart because I knew that I had never seen anything like that before. It was like 
I, I, like, I just was uncommon for me to see that. And I just remember then going back and I went to this conference where I encountered the love of God and I encountered the power of God. And he became real and like what we see in scripture of who he is. You know, how far his love goes that he leaves the 99 to go for the one. You see his power in the fact that he will split the Red Sea, that he would heal blind eyes. You know, all these amazing things that we see in scripture. I began to see these things, just the fullness of God in my life. And I said, Jesus, if this is who you are, this is what I want. Like, this is what I want. I don't just want religion. I don't just want to go somewhere and hear a message and leave the same way that I came in. I want to be changed on the inside because I know that my life needs to be transformed. And when that began to happen to me, when that, when that really, really took place in my life, this, for the rest of my high school, it was never the same again. The rest of high school for me was completely different. Um, I literally began to be somebody that, you know, what I saw God do within the church, I wanted to see him do it outside of the church. I wanted to see the sick healed in my high school. I want, and, and we started a small group, and we started this, this youth group, in our, a little small group in our high school, and it grew and grew, and atheists were getting saved. Buddhists were coming to Christ. It was just wild, and we were seeing God do these things. But honestly, it just came from a, a, a heart of realizing that there is no limit, there is no age on the call of God in our lives. And, and, and this goes for all of us. This goes for those of you that you feel like, you're, like you're, you've run the course for so long and you're, you're getting older and you feel like, man, I don't know what God wants to do with me now. And this goes for those of you that feel like you're too young for God to look and to use your life because you feel like you need to do more first. You need to get more experience first. This goes for all of you that, that, that God actually, the call of God is ageless. And so what I want to do right now, there's some verses that I have that just, that really the Holy Spirit has put in my heart for tonight that I'd like to share. And I don't know where he'll lead us because um, I like to let him lead. And my testimony just now was not really part of my notes. So we're just going to let him lead tonight. And I'm just going to pull this up right here. So first verse I want to read is kind of, it ties in with ties in a lot of things because it ties in with Palm Sunday because this is in the same chapter where, where Jesus is coming riding in on a donkey. But there's something that I want to share from this verse here, and it's in Matthew 21, 14 to 16. And uh, what we like to do at youth is we actually all like to read together. So that's what we're going to do here, all right? You guys ready? We're all going to read together, all right, on my count. Three, two, one, read. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. The leading priests and the teachers of the religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the children. Say with me, the children. In the temple shouting, praise God for the son of David. But the leaders were indignant. They asked Jesus, do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied. Haven't you ever read the scriptures? For they say you have taught the children and infants to give you praise. Come on. This is awesome. And we're talking, we're talking today not just about children and not just about infants. But we're going to include youth in that equation. We're going to include teenagers in that equation. And what I, want, what I want to say to you today is this awesome thing is that 
even, even, even somebody as young as a child, somebody as young as a teenager wants the fullness of God. This, this is what is, is beating in their hearts. We may not notice it on the outside all the time, but really on the deep parts of their hearts, what they want is the fullness of their father. They really want to begin to discover him. They want to begin to know him. And you know what happens when we water it down for them is they don't get the fullness of who he is. He wants, he wants all of it. See, what's so awesome here is what happened. What happened that even brought this on is it says the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. And then all this stuff begins to happen. So we see that the supernatural power of God can draw youth to Jesus more than anything else can. See, when we invite God to do what only God can do, when we give room for the power of God to begin to move in, in, in the young people, he can do it. And he, what he'll do with that is he'll draw it to him. He'll draw them to him. The whole point of it is to draw us to him. The whole point of the power of God, the whole point, why we see miracles, why we see signs and wonders, is to draw us to Jesus. And that's what that does. Whenever you encounter the power of God, serving him is no longer boring. It no longer is boring. You're no longer, like, it's not just like an obligation, like, oh, man, I got to go to youth today. I got to go to church today on Sunday. Oh, man, no, come on. Just one more hour in bed, God, please. No, it's not like that. It becomes something where it's like, wow, God, what are you going to do today? What, how, how, what are you going to do in my everyday life? Because you begin to realize, man, God is real. He really is real, and he really wants to move. And so in everything that you do, you begin to expect him to do the impossible in your life. Again and again and again. And just as we walk with him, and this is what the incredible thing is by, by allowing room for that. And, sh- and, and so, like, as we, as we, Sydney and I are sharing all these things to you, all these amazing things of, about how youth group started, like, our heart in this is to see God encounter a generation to touch the world. Because we truly believe, we truly believe that this generation can, liter- can make an impact that is beyond what, what the world is telling them that they're called to. See, I want you to know right now that, that the reason why this generation is being attacked so hard in their identity is because the call of God in their life is even greater. Come on. The call on this generation is even greater. And so as a de- identity is being attacked again and again, no, you have to be this way because, because this is the way that you feel. No, how you're supposed to be is the way that Jesus created you to be. And if you would know him, you'll begin to know that. And it will change everything else. It will change everything else. And so that's what God is, is wanting to usher in to this generation This is what he's wanting to usher in. See, Jesus isn't waiting for you to grow up. I'm talking to you, all you youth in here right now. Jesus isn't waiting for you to grow up, all right? Say with me, Jesus isn't waiting for me to grow up. I want you to know that Jesus is not waiting for you to grow up. He is waiting for you to become childlike. That's, that's actually what it is. See, because 
a child just says, if their, if their parent tells them, hey, would you, would you go and clean the room? Would you go and sing me a song? Would you, would you dance with me? A child is just going to be like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. For the most part, a child is very impressionable, and they soak in a lot of things that their parents say. But what God is wanting to do is he's wanting to make us childlike. As childlikeness is what in Matthew 18, it talks about childlikeness when Jesus talks about that. And, and, and it's something that we all can maybe take a little bit from. I think no matter what age we're at, as a matter of fact, especially as we get older, we can lose our childlikeness. We can lose that sense of like, all right, God, you're just the God of the impossible. You do whatever you want. That wonder, we can lose that. And we begin to just base all of our life and all of the things that we think God wants to do based off of our experiences. And that's why many of us can walk away from God. Why many of us feel like discouraged and, and hopeless at times. It's because we've based the call of God off of our experiences rather than becoming childlike. And saying, all right, God, this happened, but what do you want to do in the midst of this? Because you're the same. This is what's amazing. See, I believe this message today is for all of us. And I feel just like this is the Holy Spirit wanting to continue to just, he's wanting to just speak this into our hearts today to, to just awaken us to see this. Because I feel like this is so, so important. And there's another verse that I'm going to read. And then I'm going to get into, I'm going to share a few um, examples but I'm going to read from 1 Timothy 4.12. I think we've read this at youth quite a few times, but we're going to read this together. All right, we ready? Three, two, one, read. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers. Say with me, all believers. In what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Come on, somebody. This is, this is amazing and this is powerful because what it's saying here is that just because of your age, it doesn't determine the effect you can have on the people around you. It doesn't determine the way that you can impact other believers with the way that you live, with the way that you love, with your, your faith, with your purity, a pure life before God. This is what, what God is actually calling us to. And it can start right now. Say with me, right now. Right now. It can start right now. The impact of this generation can affect every generation. This is a powerful thing because if we look at the youth and we go to ourselves, man, you know what? It's just, man, back in my day, you know, things were different. You know? Even me, even me in high school, what? Eight years ago, for me, things were different than now. Very different. It's crazy how fast this changed. But I could be like, man, you know what? Back when I was in high school, we didn't do things like that. Or we could, be, or we could really be like, all right, God, what is it that you want to do with this generation? How is this generation going to impact the world? How are they going to impact the generations that are, they, are, they have a life that they're living with? Because the way that they, the way that whatever that impacts them is going to impact their families. It's going to impact their parents. I'll tell you this crazy story. My mom came back to Jesus because God got me first. 
And, and when my mom began to see what, what God was doing in my life, she knew that she could no longer live without him anymore. And I'm telling you right now that that's what God wants to do in your kids. That's what he wants to do in every youth that is in this room right now. He wants to use them to impact their families, to impact their schools, to when they begin to work, they begin to impact their jobs even. Because the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of them is the same Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you. He didn't change for a moment. He didn't say, you're, you're, you're young, you're small, so I'm going to shrink myself down. That's not what he said. This is, this is awesome, guys. I want to share right now with you just a few um, youth leaders in Scripture that impacted the world in their time. See, the first is actually David. Many of us know of David. But many of us don't realize that he was 16 years old when he was anointed. He was 16 years old. See, that's like some of you guys in this room. Is anyone here 16 right now? Anyone? What youth is here 16? Right there. Yeah, we got a couple 16-year-olds right now. Come on. See you guys back there. But God used David at 16 years old. Another one is Joseph. Joseph. Started, God started speaking prophetically to him about his call at 17 years old. This is like, like, like God is in the business. He believes. He believes in this generation. He believes in the youth of this generation. He wants to speak to this generation. There's some things. This is crazy. The things that, that, that God was speaking to David was to impact a nation. But actually impact nations. But this was in a, this was literally, he was 17 years old, but God gave him all of this. And so right now, for some of you that feel like, man, God can't speak to me, I want you to know right now that if you would just open yourself up to here, put down all the distractions, he just wants to get your attention. Because there's something special on the inside of each and every one of you, youth that are in this room right now. There is something so special that God has put in you and you only. Another one that we see is Esther. For all you girls in here, where are the girls at? Come on, where are the girls at? <laughs> in the back there. I know you guys are louder than that at youth. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But Esther, she was 14 years old when she became queen of the Persian Empire. That's incredible, okay? 14 years old, and to be queen of the Persian Empire, which at the time was the greatest empire at the time, huge, massive empire. But she had an impact in that empire, too. It was incredible because she spoke up for her people. Like, only the Lord could give her a boldness to do that at 14 years old when she literally saw the previous queen get taken out. <laughs> That's only the Lord. That's only the power of God. The next one that we see is Mary, who had Jesus at 14 years old. That's crazy. I know. That's wild. I just To give you guys a little context, by the way, it was legal to be married after 12 years old in that culture. 
because they grew up a lot faster. They were matured a lot faster than we were. They were more educated. They could work a job by the time they were teenagers. So it was a very different culture than us today. But what's crazy is that at 14 years old, Jesus was born of Mary. And this isn't crazy because she actually had to stand in the middle of being criticized by those around her. She had to stand in the middle of criticism, in the, in the midst of those saying, hey, what, how are you having, you're pregnant, but you're not married yet. And there's all this stuff going on, but she trusted the Lord. And another person that we see is Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the prophet that we know of, is actually shocked to me when I found this out. He was between 13 and 16 years old when he began his ministry. That is incredible because, man, <laughs> the things that Jeremiah had to endure in, in a nation that was rebellious against God, that didn't want anything to do with God, that was okay worshiping idols and living the way that they wanted to live. Jeremiah was a voice in that generation calling his people back. And I want you to know right now that you can be a voice for him. You get to be a voice for him. Actually, I want you to say with me, I am a voice. You are a voice for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. However, how, no matter how old you are in this room right now, I want you to know that there is a voice that God has given you to declare his word in a day and in an age when nobody wants to hear it. Well, as a matter of fact, it's just their flesh that doesn't want to hear it because their spirit and their soul is crying out. And if we would get past what we see on the outside and just begin to believe that God is with us, we're going to begin to see the things that we would never see, the, the, the people that you thought would never come to him come there. You know what's crazy back there? I know Kai is back there, but literally a year and a half ago, Kai gave her life to Jesus. I want you guys, why don't you just give God a hand clap for that. Kai gave her life to Jesus, and, and really it was awesome because... Like, just seeing the growth. I just want to say, Kai, I know you're shrinking in your seat there, but, but I'm proud of you. And this is incredible to see that you've been standing the test of time. I've been noticing your growth, and I've seen just what God has been doing in you since you've been here. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, he's so good, isn't he? So good, guys. So good. Just what he does again and again. This is a verse, the last verse that I'm going to read tonight. It's from Esther. It's from Esther 4, 14. All right, and we're going to read this together. That is some small. Can you guys see that? Yeah? Okay, as long as you can see it, we're good. All right. Three, two, one. Let's read. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. Say with me, such a time as this. See, going back to Esther, Esther was, this is what Mordecai was saying to Esther um, before Esther uh, had the boldness to go and speak to the king to defend her people. And I want you to know right now that you are here. Every single one of us are here for such a time as this. This is not a time to escape. I'm telling you right now. This is the great. I love what Sheila said at discipleship. This is the greatest time for God. Come on, somebody. 
This is the greatest time for the glory of God and the love of God to shine on the earth. It's in darkness that light shines the greatest. It's not when things look all great. It's in darkness when light shines the greatest. That's why you notice the greatest moves of God come after the greatest rebellions in Scripture. Actually, it happens quite often that way. But we're in those times, right? We're in one of those times right now where God is saying, in such a time as this, would you rise up to the challenge? Would you rise up to the call? There is a call. And it's him crying out to us because, see, what's so crazy is he could do it without us. But he chooses to do it with us. He could do it without us. But he wants to show off his glory through his children. He wants his children to reveal his nature. He's cheering you on right now. He's looking at you and saying, son, daughter, would you go? Would you would you, would you go? Come on. I'm cheering you. You got this. Oh, there's so much in you. I believe in you. I believe in what God's put inside of you. That's okay. You fell. Here, come on. Let's get up. Let's go. Let's keep running. Let's keep running. Oh, don't worry, my son, my daughter. That thing, it's just, it's a small thing. I can take care of it. But let's go. We got this. He's cheering you on. He's for you, and he's not against you. See, the call of God is ageless. Say with me, ageless. That goes for all you ones in here that feel like you're done. It's ageless. It's ageless. There's not an age on it. It's crazy because he can start as a teenager and he can start at 100. It doesn't matter where, where you're at right now, but what matters is will you answer the call? The, will you just say yes to the call? You don't have to do something before you say yes. All you have to do is say, here I am. Here I am, send me, God. Here I am, Jesus. See, this is not the time to keep quiet. This is not the time. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not going to keep quiet. This is not the time. We're on the earth to represent him to the world so that the glory of God might cover the earth. The time to say yes to the call of God is now. Say it with me now. now. Can we get some? Can we get some? Uh, just some keys in the background there, guys. Let's get some like, dappy tea keys. You know, you know the ones. You know, we gotta get. We gotta get the atmosphere set in here. Um, so there's three points. Say with me, three points. If you forget everything else I said tonight, all right. This is what we do at youth. I forget, if you forget everything, because, you know, we know that youth's attention spans isn't the greatest. So, you know, they're, they're getting better. They're getting better. But it's not the greatest. So three points, if you don't remember anything else from tonight, but you get these three points, you're golden. And you got everything. All right? The first point I want you to remember is that Jesus isn't waiting for you to grow up to be used. And that goes for those of you that maybe you feel like you've even, you're an adult and you feel like you haven't done everything that God's wanted you to do at this point. Or maybe you feel like you've, you've kind of missed the mark in some ways. I want you to know right now that he's not done. 
There's still more. And if you would just come to him, if you would just say, here I am, he's waiting. And if you're, in, and if you're one that you feel like, you know, you, you, you don't know where to begin, just come to him. If you feel like you don't know where to begin, he's the starting line. <laughs> if we just come to Jesus with everything, we surrender all. I'm telling you right now, he'll deal with the rest, and you just let him take you by the hand, and you're going to go further than if you ever took yourself, ever. The second thing I want you to remember tonight is that when you encounter Jesus, serving him is no longer boring. When you encounter the power of God, serving him no longer is boring. It becomes an adventure. We get to go along for the ride. We get to come along in the midst of it all. And the third thing I want you to remember is the time to say yes to the call of God is now. It is now. Say with me now. Oh, I feel the presence, this sweet love of God in this room tonight. I just thank you, God, for each person. Why don't we just bow our eyes, bow our heads, close our eyes right now. All in this room. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you were calling us even right now. God, that there is a call for a generation. And every generation in this room. A call that you're waiting for them to answer, Lord. But Father, we want to say yes to you tonight. We want to say yes to call tonight. Oh, Jesus. So what we're going to do now in this moment is we're going to do a cool thing. We're going to get... Actually, we're going to get our sublets and our lits, and they're going to actually help us do something cool tonight. All you that are in your seats right now, if you're saying, God, I'm saying yes to you tonight, in some way or another, we're going to make an altar call here in the front. And we're actually going to have our youth pray with us for you tonight and it's going to be and, and like I said because they don't have a junior Holy Spirit they have the same Holy Spirit that rose Christ from the dead living on the inside of them so why don't we right now you can keep that music on that's good right now I'm going to make that call if you want to say yes to Jesus yes to the call of God if you want to say yes to him, I'm calling you right now. I'm just calling you right now to come up here. I'm just calling you to, to take a step out to this altar. I don't know where you're at right now, but I know that, that God is calling us. God is calling all of us. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We 
thank you, Jesus, that your arm is not too short, God. We thank you, Jesus, that you're calling us. Can I get a sublitz in the in the litz right now? Can you can you make your way up here, please, with us, Sydney? You can come up with me. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.